1: Pitch the Chad a basketball, and he strokes a dead center. On the run, lagara's at the wall and out of room. Chad Pinder picks the team up and carries them around on a three-run homer.
0: It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: We got a winner this afternoon at Fenway Park in Boston. After the A's struggled and limped through the end of this road trip, they found a way to get it done as they beat the Red Sox at Fenway before a crowd of 30,779. 4-3, along with Vince Catronio, Roxy Bernstein with you, and the immortal words of Ken Korak, Vince, you knew it wasn't going to be easy, did
1: you? No, and that's that's the situation the A's are in this year, Roxy, with so many uh, moving parts, so many young players, the challenge of learning how to win on the major league level, especially in a... Venue like Fenway Park against a, a veteran team that went to the ALCS last year. I mean, you, you have to, uh, you, just, you just, you know, the lessons are hard sometimes. And a, a good one today for the Athletics, uh, they hung in there. They certainly had some moments that were not ideal, but they simply got it done. Paul Blackburn outstanding yet again for the A's. And that's been the, you know, the best story of the year for me, just the consistency of Paul Blackburn time and time again. Uh, he's going to go to Los Angeles representing the Athletics at Dodger Stadium. He, he was uh, very good again today. He found a way when the curveball wasn't working early. Went to more cutters and then came back to the curveball. And, uh, you know, he pitched through a lot of traffic, and that's not an easy thing to do with that lineup in this ballpark. And I thought he was very good again today.
2: Yeah, you mentioned found a way because it's clear he didn't have his A stuff today. He battled himself at times. His command wasn't as sharp as we've seen it. But yet this is a sign I think he's growing as a pitcher, Vince, because five and a third innings he gave up eight hits but limited the damage to only the one run. In that bottom of the third inning, he just competed and found a way to make big pitches when he needed to make them during the course of the ballgame.
1: I thought the biggest pitch was bases loaded in the fourth inning facing J.D. Martinez, and he got Martinez to go after the first pitch, and it was the cutter. And when we, we talk about Paul Blackburn, you go sinker, curveball or maybe curveball sinker, then I think he may even talk about the changeup, and then you would talk about the cutter. But now it's like I think he has confidence that that he can go to a different pitch and he can make that adjustment on the fly. We saw that earlier this year where there was a game where his curveball was not existent he went to a slider and making those kind of adjustments, which was something we didn't see last night from James Caprillian, why he walked six guys, he couldn't command his fastball, and he couldn't find a secondary pitch to kind of guide him through until he could get back to what he trusted. And because that was happening, uh, that's why the A's ended up on the short end yesterday. But that's why Paul Blackburn has grown so much this year, uh, confidence-wise, conviction-wise. I mean, the stuff, is, the, the stuff is crisper, certainly. But the confidence and the conviction goes a long way to, sh- to showing what he has done for the A's time and time again.
2: The A's beat the Red Sox at Fenway by a final of four to three and snaps that skid where they'd lost 13 out of 14 coming in. So now heading home, flying cross country to take on the Royals at the Coliseum tomorrow night. But the other thing that that I really liked uh, this afternoon, Vince, is making the Red Sox pay for a mistake. Now it didn't go down as an error, but the bloop that Christian Pache hit with one out in the third, and the A's run together four consecutive hits and made the Red Sox pay for getting or mishandling that ball, if you will. Story just didn't line it up, and it landed behind him in a shallow center. But how many times have we seen it where the A's make a mistake and the opposition makes them pay for it? Well, today, the A's turned the table on the Red Sox, and that's a great sign when a team is able to capitalize and give it an extra opportunity by the opposition.
1: I mean, Mark Mark Hodge, you know, day game after night game when you lose by nine was was not in a jovial mood, nor should he be. This guy was as professional as they came as a player and, and learning his way as a manager and uh, seeing that performance last night. But he was quick to point out today, he still saw a fight in his club, even though they have not performed that well on this road trip in some very tough environments with some teams that at the time were playing as good at baseball as they played all year. So to your point, uh, making that happen and stringing hits together, I mean, more often than not, even though the A's had that stretch of 10 home runs in Cleveland, what they did today, the way they scored is more kind of I think representative of who they are this year where they've got to string together hits in order to get the offense going and, and we saw that today and uh, they hung in there I mean there were some big pitches made at the end by Danny Jimenez he finally went back to the fastball and he's made some plays although you know Jonah Bride you know getting that experience uh, you know the throwing error but hung in there and helped make a play later uh, with the ace holding onto a one-run lead all these things mean a lot down the road it's just so hard to be patient and watch this unfold kind of in slow motion because you don't know what you have yet. You know it's been a struggle, and let's see how it plays out. And right now it's a, it's a happy flight at least for a smile today, winning at Fenway Park, and they'll get back home against the Royals. And, you know, they're going to play the Royals, which are not, you know, a very good team right now. They've got some young players that they really like, and Bobby Wood Jr. and M.J. Melendez. But maybe a chance for the A's to face somebody that's a little more uh, where they are and see if the A's can uh, finally get back to having some home cooking at the Coliseum.
2: And one guy who swung it well on this road trip and he had the big two-run single in that three-run 30 days is Christian Bethencourt. He continues to sting the baseball and put together some good at-bats. Vince, what have you seen with him and his progression here in recent weeks that has him swinging the bat as well as anybody in the lineup right now?
1: Well, he's been very open about the fact that I'm trying to get the ball in the air more. He was hitting the ball hard on the ground. The A's would see in batting practice you know, this, um, this impressive show of power that Bethencourt has always believed has been inside him. But it didn't translate into games, so he said, I'm making a more conscious effort, which will come with strikeouts. It will come maybe with some bad swings, but trying to get the ball in the air and what he did in Cleveland, uh, driving the ball to right center a couple times, banging the ball off the 19-foot high wall there as well. That took away two home runs for him. Uh, that was encouraging. The A's need they need threats in their lineup. They need the scenario where you face Cleveland and you go, when is, when is Jose Ramirez coming up? You face the Red Sox and you've got three guys. When is – bogart's coming up when is devers coming up when is martinez coming up well the a's don't have anybody of that ilk right now but they still need somebody that you know has to be a guy that you trust can can do some damage if it's not necessarily with a home run with an extra base hit and right now beth who's hitting about 370 in the month of june is the guy that tops that list at the moment and he continued that even though he did strike out three times today
2: had that big two-run single in that three-run third, the A's jumped out to a 3 nothing lead over the Red Sox. And you allude to it also, the late pitches made by Jimenez in the ballgame. And also, what a fine—I know Sam Mole gave up two unearned runs today and should have been out of it. Had, uh, Bright not throwing the ball away. But the emergence of Sam Mole in the back end of the bullpen, we've seen it from Zach Jackson. We know the talent for A.J. Puck. But Sam Mole getting an opportunity and showing you that he can flourish in a late inning role like
1: he has done recently for the A's. Well, he, he throws that slider, which has about 20 inches of break. He throws it a lot, but he still has a 95-mile-an-hour sinker. It's still, you know, I mean, Sam Maul, like everybody else, is still learning. Even though he, he's 30 years old, he doesn't have a lot of big league experience and not a lot of leveraged situation experience. I mean, Zach Jackson and Danny Jimenez are both kind of in the same category where they've got a good fastball, you know, 94 to 96, and they've got a good swing and miss breaking ball, but now the league has seen them. And they understand that unless they can throw that pitch for a strike, they see the spin, they're going to take it because it usually ends up out of the strike zone. So they've got to go back to fastball command and then play off of that with the breaking ball. And once they begin to maybe show some consistency doing that, and again, Roxy, these guys didn't do it in the minor leagues. You know, the kind of things you're asking them to do on the major league level was not something they consistently did in the minor leagues. They had good stuff, they had major league stuff, but not major league command. And it's tough to acquire command at this level when you're used to some you know younger hitters or inexperienced hitters swinging and missing at pitches that they just don't do on the big league level it's going to take some time but the A's continue to trust that those arms and the experience of getting the opportunities will will help them get to a point where they can try to find a little more consistency
2: two other numbers that jump out to me from the A's win today was you alluded to it with the 13 runners left aboard by Boston but also, the A's won this game despite not drawing a walk, which has not necessarily always been a good recipe for the A's. We know they how they like to work the count, grind out at bats. But that's also, I think, a positive sign for the A's. They were able to win the ball game without Boston walking a batter today.
1: You know, I, I don't think Mark Cotze is going to try to overanalyze things like that. He just wanted a win, and he was going to take a win any way he could get it. You know, the A's, they, they just haven't had enough of them and try to have that kind of feeling, that celebration, the high fives walking off the field, celebration in the clubhouse, smiles around it, especially uh, before a five-hour cross-country flight. Uh, he will gladly take it any way he can. I, I do think that the A's have got to do a better job of that. They're just, it's just not the kind of ace team that fans are used to seeing where they would grind at bats, have long at bats. They're in the bottom third in walks, bottom third in strikeouts offensively, and they're in the bottom third pitching-wise in walks and strikeouts. You know, the A's would typically not walk a lot of guys on the mound, and they would take a lot of walks at the plate. They don't have that uh, DNA, at least not yet this year, and you just have to wait and watch it play out. You know, this was clearly the most important game between a team from the Bay Area and a team from Boston today, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, whoever wanted to parlay the, uh, the Celtics in a, in a game against the Warriors and the A's against the Red Sox, they already lost their money, so I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. All right. One down, one to go for the Bay Area against Beantown. Have a safe flight back to the Bay Area, and I'll see you at the Coliseum at some point this weekend. Sounds good, Roxy. Talk to you later. That's Vince Catronio from Fenway Park, where he, along with Jesse goldberg Strassler, brought you an A's 4-3 to victory over the Boston Red Sox. Here along A's Cats and the Oakland A's radio network will take your phone calls at one 833 625 Two two seven eight. Again, the number is eight three three six two five, two two seven eight. Plenty to come on our A's clubhouse show. As we'll also hear from the manager Mark Kotze, one of the athletics from the clubhouse with Jesse, as well as take a look back at the ball game scoreboard, as well and highlights from this one. But a much needed victory for the Green and Gold, going to Fenway Park and avoiding the sweep. And also finally getting a win against the Red Sox as the A's were 0-5 against Boston so far this season, but a much-needed win for the Athletics, and they had to squeak it out as Boston certainly made it interesting in the eighth, But an un- uneventful bottom of the ninth from Danny Jimenez made it a little bit easier for the A's, who now finish up this road trip through Atlanta, Cleveland, and Boston going 2-7, and, and now we'll head home for a home stand that begins with the Kansas City Royals. Tomorrow night at the Coliseum, the opener of a three-game set with Kansas City. Frankie Montas, tomorrow night, 640 first pitch right here on Ace Cast and the Ace Radio Network. Uh, And then Saturday and Sunday afternoon ballgames. Cole Irvin will go Saturday and Jared Koenig will go Sunday to wrap up the series with Kansas City and off day Monday. And then the Seattle Mariners come to town for a three-game set starting Tuesday. Then the A's will hit the road again for a three-city road trip, another three-city trip that will take the A's to Kansas City, Yankee Stadium, and then wrap it up in Seattle before coming back home. But the A's get a 4-3 to three win over the Boston Red Sox this afternoon. Coming up, we'll relive the ballgame. Highlights and more straight ahead. Again, your phone calls at 833-625-2278. Roxy Bernstein with you on the A's Clubhouse Show along A's Cast and the Oakland A's Radio Network You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Roxy Bernstein with you on the A's Clubhouse Show. A's 4, Red Sox 3. A's win a one-run game. They're now 5-11 in one-run games so far this season. As the A's were tied coming into today with the Mariners and the Rangers for the most, or the second-worst record as far as one-run games. The Rangers had the worst but they were tied for the most one-run losses with 11. Texas three and 11 in one-run games, while the A's now five and 11, getting the win at Fenway to wrap up the series. Coming up, Jesse Goldberg Strassler will sit down with Paul Blackburn. That's all to come on the A's Clubhouse Show. Plus your phone calls at 833 625. Two two seven eight for the A's, trying to avoid the sweep at the hands of Boston today. Sending Blackburn to the mound against former Athletic Rich Hill, the veteran left-hander, 42 years young. Rich Hill making the start for Boston today. It was scoreless until the top of the third. And then, with one out, this changed the game dramatically. Christian Pache batting here with nobody on.
4: As Vince talked about earlier, Rich Hill uses that curveball an awful lot, so we've got two pitchers, Hill and Blackburn, who rely on the curve but different ways. High fly by Pache and a shallow center. Second baseman Story out. Calls for it, waving his arms and can't make the catch. It falls behind him. Pache hustles into second base standing as Duran gets it in. Trevor Story had the call, just backpedaling, backpedaling, and realized at the last second, uh-oh. He flung himself backward. It got beyond him. And Christian Pache has himself a double with one gone in the third inning.
2: And that's also partly the responsibility of Duran in center field, that he's got to take charge there, and he didn't. And even though Trevor Story called for it, it was a pop-up in the shallow center that kept going out. And at some point, the center fielder needs to call off Trevor Story going back in that ball because he has a much better angle on it much better view of it, and then coming in just never took charge and avoided, obviously, the contact, but also allowed Trevor Story to try to track it down, and the A's caught a break. As Story missed it, it landed behind him. So Pache was hustling out of the batter's box, was able to get to second base. He was at second base with one out, and Chad Pinder put the A's ahead.
4: First A to reach scoring position. Story, the second baseman moves to the left side. First pitch, Pinder swings, smacks a base hit to the right side. Pache windmilled around third. Durant will pause with the throw as Pache scores standing. An RBI a single for Pinder, one nothing, A's in the third.
2: RBI number 16 for Chad Pinder. And hitting in the leadoff spot, delivers driving in Pache, 1-0 Oakland. Then Ramon Laureano, double to right field. The A's had second and third. And then Christian Bethencourt comes up with the biggest hit of the day.
4: At third base for the A's, Pinder. At second, Loriano. Pinder singled in Pache, who doubled. Loriano then doubled him to third. One out top of the third inning. A's lead 1-0. First baseman Cordero off his line. The pitch, curveball, line to left field, down for a base hit. Verdugo to his right to play. Pinder scores. Loriano scores. A throw into third. Bethencourt. Content with a two-run single. Three to nothing A's.
2: Continues to sting the baseball in a sharp two-run single to left, driving in both Pinder and Loriano. And the A's had a three to nothing lead. Bottom of the third inning is when the Red Sox would scratch out a run against Paul Blackburn. Lead-off walk to Rafael Devers. And then a single by J.D. Martinez. The Red Sox had two on and a ground out from Xander Bogarts. Brought in Devers after... An error on Ramon Laureano helped Devers get to third. It was a 3-1 to ball game. However, from that point on, the Red Sox in the bottom of the third kept off the board by Blackburn. As after the ground out by Bogarts to short that brought in Devers, Martinez stayed at second, but ground outs from Verdugo and Trevor Story. And that got Blackburn out of the inning and kept it a 3-1 to ball game in favor of the A's. It stayed that way until the top of the sixth inning when Oakland would go up 4-1 to one with two outs and nobody on. Seth Brown, single to center, took second on a pass ball, and the A's caught a break courtesy of Rafael Devers' at third base and a ball hit by Elvis Andrus.
1: No shift on for Elvis. See if the A's can push across their first run since the third inning. they scored more runs in one inning today than they did in the previous two games combined. 2-1, pulled hard to third, but right there, Devers, and it goes right through him and all the way to the left field corner, and that will score Brown. That's going to send Elvis into second base, and it's 4-1 Oakland. After earlier in the inning making two stellar plays to his left and to his right, the ball right in front of him goes right through the gates, and the A's make it a three-run advantage. 4-1 Oakland.
4: It was hit hard, Vince, really hard by Andrus, but Devers didn't want to get in front of it. He skipped to his right, he came up, and the ball went right under his glove.
2: So Elvis ended up at second base, and a ball mishandled at third by Devers. And the A's had a 4-1 lead. Blackburn would work into the bottom of the sixth inning, and with one out, gave up a hit to Christian Vasquez, the Red Sox catcher. Before Mark Kotze went to the bullpen, brought in A.J. Puck, and he got the next two Red Sox to retire the side of the sixth, and the A's had a 4-1 lead through six. Stayed that way until the eighth inning as Rich Hill was done for Boston after five and two-thirds, giving up four runs, three earned, seven hits allowed by the Red Sox. lefty, struck out four. But then Puck would hit the leadoff batter in the bottom of the seventh. Zach Jackson would come in, and he would strand two runners by getting Verdugo and Story to make the final couple of outs in that bottom of the seventh, and it was still a three-to-one lead in favor of the A's, or four-to-one lead in favor of the A's. Go to the bottom of the eighth inning and Zach Jackson then would give way to Sam Moll, and the left-hander would give up a leadoff hit to Robert Refsnyder, pinch-hitting to lead off the home half of the eighth for Boston, then a walk to Christian Vasquez. The Red Sox had two on. Jackie Bradley Jr. would pop out. Then Bobby Dahlbeck pinch-hit in the sixth inning with a long flyout advancing the runner. But then Boston caught a break courtesy of an error a third by Bride of the A's.
1: Left on left, the pitch, a slider bounce weakly to third. Jonah Bride has it. Across the diamond, high! He throws it over Seth Brown. It sails into the camera well. A run is home, and the inning continues. 4-2 athletics as Ref. Snyder scores on the E5 by Jonah Bride.
4: He thought about it, Vince. He guided it instead of humming it across.
2: So air mailing the throat of furs to Brown by Jonah Bride, and an error opened the door for Boston, made it a four to two game. Then the A'ce went to the bullpen, brought in Danny Jimenez to face JD Martinez and in an infield hit and a diving play behind second base by Tony Kemp, which can't get overlooked because by keeping that ball in the infield, that kept Rafael Devers at third base. Vasquez scored in the infield hit by Martinez, who had three hits on the day. But by Kemp diving, there were two outs. That kept the runner a third, and then Jimenez would get out of it, inducing the fielder's choice off the bat of Xander Bogarts. But that kept it a one-run lead in favor of the A's as Tony Kemp with another brilliant play. Now, won't get noticed in terms of statistical uh, achievement by Tony Kemp because it was an infield hit and an RBI. But by keeping that ball from going into center field, that helped ever stay at third base. And then Jimenez got out of it. It's four three A's through eight. Elkland went one, two, three in the top of the ninth against Danish. And then at the bottom of the ninth, Danny Jimenez, a one, two, three inning at the final out being Robert Snyder of the Red Sox.
1: Snyder stands in on the right side. He started the rally last inning with a crisp single to left. Here's the pitch from Jimenez. Fastball. Bounce towards short, backhanded, a deep short by Elvis. He bounced it over to first base, gloved by Brown. It's just in time, and the A's nail it down for Danny Jimenez. Oakland holds on to win the final
2: 4-3. So the A's get the W, 4-3. The winner, Paul Blackburn, now 6-2. and The save, Danny Jimenez, a four-out save, goes an inning and a third. Save number 11 for the A's right-hander. Rich Hill takes the loss, falling to 2-4. Time of the game, three hours, 15 minutes at Fenway Park in front of 30,779. The A's get win number 22 on the season. Now we'll head home, opening a series with the Royals at the Coliseum tomorrow night. We'll hear from you coming up next. Give us a phone call here on the A's Clubhouse Show, 833-625-2278, 833-625-2278. 7 8. Also, we'll hear from Paul Blackburn, the A's starter and winner, plus Mark Kotze as well will join us as the A's Clubhouse show continues. Roxy Bernstein with you along A's Cast and the Oakland A's Radio Network.
6: Coming in at five foot three inches, it's number one mom. She switched to Xfinity and got the all new three for one bundle: unlimited internet, streaming, and Xfinity Mobile, all for what you could pay wireless companies for just one 5G unlimited line. Boom shakalaka! Go to xfinity.com/slash three for one. Call one eight hundred Xfinity or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires postpaid Xfinity Internet. After twenty four months, regular rates apply to all services and devices.
0: Hey, where'd you get that synthesizer?
6: I just bought it. Since we're saving so much with no mortgage down payment and no PMI with Navy Federal Credit Union, I figured I'd put some of that extra money to good use. Oh, and I'm starting a band with some platoon mates.
3: (laughs) Great.
6: Learn how you can save $2,500 on average with a Navy Federal mortgage at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender.
2: This is A's Clubhouse.
6: It is the Ace Clubhouse show
2: and a happy A's Clubhouse show as the Green and Gold gets a 4-3 win at Fenway Park. Now heading home for a homestand that starts tomorrow night with the Kansas City Royals. Roxy Bernstein in for Uncle Towney on the Clubhouse show at 833-625-2278. You can join the show here. We'll hear from... Paul Blackburn coming up, as well as the skipper, Mark Kotze, after the A's get a win. But let's hit the phone lines first. Again, 833-625-2278. Let's travel up the coast to the state of Oregon. Robert, Robert, you're leading us off here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
7: Hey, Roxy. i big fan of yours. Great job on the uh, regionals. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I was hey, just up in your I neck of the woods.
2: I was hanging out question. in Corvegas. You-
7: yeah, that, that was a pretty good one. They just didn't have enough pitching this year. Hey, I had to ask you. You have watched so, so much college baseball. In comparison to these kids that come out of the Caribbean, do you think it's better now that the, you know you set aside more and more money? You know, like you can trade with another team and get more international money to chase these Caribbean guys because they're the percentage of top. I'm talking about top players top players now in the major leagues if you look at the like the top 10 more than half of them are you know and I know a lot of them are you know sons sons of former stars but still do you do you compare today's baseball college baseball stars uh, ultimately with the Caribbean stars what's your opinion
2: well I think there's talent everywhere. And it's up to the scouting departments and the general managers and scouting directors and the scouts, cross-checkers, all them, to find the talent wherever it's at. Now, I do believe, for example, the college game right now, it's got more talent, especially the offense, than we've seen in recent years. And I think the implications of the draft have had a lot to do with it. And keep in mind, during COVID, basically everybody was shut down. And it. I think it took some time for the amateur players to kind of get back in the swing of things because they didn't have the opportunities to play that the professionals and mostly the major leaguers did, right? And even the lower level of the minor leagues was shut down. We only had those alternate sites and camps uh, that only had limited numbers of minor league players while everything was going on during the 20 season. And so, but I, I think shortening the draft has made it better for the college game in terms of the talent level. Like, I I think the offensive talent right now in the college game is a lot better. And I think we're seeing that impact across the the
7: board. What's that? Even even taking into account the aluminum bat?
2: Yeah, I I do because I I think there is – I don't think the pitching right now, Robert, is as good at the college game as we've seen in recent years. Uh, There just isn't that depth. And I, I don't know the answer as to why. But I just don't feel we have the same dominance as far as pitching goes at the college game that we've seen in recent years. And maybe it's cyclical. Maybe it'll it'll even out in a couple of years where you're looking at some of the top college prospects right now pitching-wise, and there just isn't that same depth that we've had in recent years. And I I think that's part of the issue with the college game and why you're seeing a lot more offense in, in these regionals and what was going on in the postseason this year. And it'll have an impact on the big leagues in two to three years. But when you look at the draft coming up next month, I would anticipate it going heavy on college position players because I do believe that's where the strength of this draft is coming up.
7: Do you think Townie's right, though? That uh,
2: Townie's never right, going- Robert. Come on. You can't give Townie any
7: credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, He is. I go around and around with him because I'm a big fan of the draft. You yeah. know, he's, he's not. He, he thinks it's a crapshoot, which he's right. But I think if you're going to go through seasons like what Houston did, purposely, uh, as well as other clubs, and you you build from within, uh, if you have a good town, a good farm system, um, I I love Lockhart. She she dissects our farm system. This is like awesome. I can't believe. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm with she you on incredible. that. She does a fabulous job.
7: And I love Soros, too because he he does a hell of a job with the athletic and, and you know uh, analytics. But I just wanted your opinion because. I think we need to uh, prepare for ultimately if they are going to get a new stadium. Um, you got to think about these kids, and I'm not saying completely tear it down because Billy doesn't do that. But right now we we literally are, and I'm just I I just think you need to go in two directions: international and these uh, these young stars in college because health, healthy was the only pitcher I was impressed with, you know, out of. Palace Regional. I mean, he was half sick, but you saw what he had. I think he'll go, you know, top 10, maybe 20, like Walker said.
2: Yeah, C- Cooper Jerpy is one of the top pitchers and probably will be the first pitcher off the board. It's funny because, Robert, you look at some of the, the draft analysts, if you will, Kylie McDaniel from ESPN is really high in Cooper Jerpy from Oregon State. He's a Sacramento area kid who, to me, is the best college pitcher. But then I was looking at Keith Law from The Athletic and his draft breakdown, and he has jerpy somewhere in like around 60 where Kylie McDaniel has him going top 15. So I think that's an indication where the college pitching is at right now. It's all over the board, and there's some really good underclassmen who are not draft eligible. When you look at, for example, Connor Burns at Tennessee who's just a freshman, but I I think there is some younger talent collegiately in the next couple of drafts, we'll see. But for this one in particular, I would expect a lot of college bats to go. I think it's a heavy college draft in terms of the offense.
7: Well, you do a great job, and Walker did it. I thought Walker was good. Todd's great.
2: One-time athletic Todd Walker, by the way.
7: Oh, yeah. All right,
2: you ready for this trivia question? Todd Walker, when he was designated for assignment by the A's, it was cleared – for a roster spot for who? you got to go back to the late decade around, what, 2007,
7: 2008. I think, uh, boy, that would have had to been.
2: You're going to be kicking think. yourself when you don't know the answer to this because you watch them a lot on TV.
7: I think that would have been the sh- Man. Come on, Robert! You're going to kick yourself took, in a second. Who took over for Chavi? Who took over for Chavi at third at that point? Not Ch- no. You know, I'm going back.
2: It, it no. Was it, it, it was. It, you're 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 going down the wrong path. That's not it. The answer, Dallas Braden. <laughs> oh wow!
7: Isn't that something, Dallas? You got it, a- Robert. Oh, appreciate
2: well the phone call. Have yourself a good one. Opens up a line eight three three six two five. 2278, yeah. My broadcast partner this past weekend. I did the Pac 12 championship game with him for ESPN. But he was designated for assignment. Todd Walker was by the A's May twelfth, two thousand seven to make room for Dallas Braden on the forty man roster. Uh next up, let's go. Let's hit my buddy the Warrior. Warrior, you're next up on the A's Clubhouse Show. What's up, my man?
8: Coming to you live from Maricopa. Hey, listen, you talk back to the uh, – you look back to those days with Dallas Braid, I can't yeah. tell you how much technology has come. I, I was watching when the A's were on that 20-game win, win streak. During that entire era of those 10 years, I spent most of my time in Canada. It was like being at the 1919 World Series. You would see little – you know, you'd have to go to the baseball app, and you couldn't get games on on, on radio back then. Uh, and you see these little signals, like when Tajada hit that home run, it just like the uh, Miguel Tajada home run. So it's just awesome to be able to do what I'm doing now, which is listening to games where I'm at. I've, I've, I've gone to Maricopa. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't followed the pack. I haven't filed minor league baseball or, excuse, minor league baseball or college for about uh, two years now. But I'm coming back home from my mom's celebration of life. I'm going to catch some Ports games. I'm going to catch some Las Vegas uh, games, and then I'm going to catch about ten Midland Rockhounds games. So that's where I'm going to do. I'm going to be like I'm going to be like the Gene Watson of the minor leagues. So You're I'm going to be Chris Towns' Towns's
2: minor league correspondent, Warrior. You're going to get a look at all just about all the A's prospects in the minors.
8: Yeah, I, I, yeah I'll even get down there and say hello to uh, uh, Bob Harts and congratulate him for his getting his uh, big league call up. But getting back to the A's. This team yeah. reminds me of the 72 Washington Senators. You know, instead of going out to center field with signs that say short sucks. or you're dating me a down, little bit, man. Say, that's, that's before my time. <laughs> and then, she, Well, that's the thing with Dave Cavill. You know, the A's have a, their front man is a, a snake oil salesman. So you can't get anything there. I just read an article in the, uh, the uh, San Francisco Chronicle. Well uh, shout-out to Susan Slusher, who the A's media correspondent surely miss. And it says this season wasn't by design. Roxy, you can take that team. And uh, you've been around and closer to the game than I have. you look at that lineup top to bottom, you can't tell me they're not tanking. This isn't like sitting down Ralph Sampson for the last uh, 15 games so that you can get Hakeem Olajuwon. This is a tank team. Look all well, around the infield. Here's – Here's what, here, here's what well, I think is going
2: on. Here's what I think what's going on. Okay, go ahead. That, look, they had to do a market correction, if you will, and the, the goal is to get the ballpark built, right? That's right now the focus of the front office and the organization. Well, the baseball ops people uh, were told we we got to scale back the payroll, and they did it with the goal in mind for Billy Bean and David Forrest and the baseball side of things is they're trying to figure out when we win again. And look, they want to win right now, but they just don't have the talent to compete with the Astros in the division right now, and look what the Angels have, even though the Angels went through that long losing streak recently. But I think what they're trying to do is figure out when we start winning again, and whenever that's going to be. Maybe it could be as soon as next season. But what they want to do, they're trying to figure out which of these players is going to be a part of the solution when we start winning again, right? What do we have in Christian Pache?
8: You find that out at triple A and and double A.
2: But you also have to do
8: it.
2: You're not going to get the true correct answer, Warrior, by doing that. And I saw it firsthand. Look, you know know I used to broadcast games for the Marlins. And, And I saw it firsthand in 2006 when in 2005 the Marlins traded a bunch of their superstars, Carlos Delgado, Mike Lowell, Uh, Juan Pierre, Josh Beckett, on and on with Paul LaDuca, who who the Marlins traded away. And they went with a youth movement. They did keep Miguel Cabrera to build around, which is a pretty good piece, and Dontrell Willis. But they also were making deals to get young talent. They were figuring out when they were ready to win which guys were going to be a part of it. Hanley Ramirez was there. Former athletic Josh Willingham was there. They picked up Cody Ross, who was a one-time A They were trying to figure out, Dan Ugla, I can go on and on with guys, that they were trying to figure out who were going to be a part of the solution. I think, honestly, that's what's going on right now. That Sean Murphy's a nice piece to build around behind the plate. They, They found something possibly in Christian Bethencourt. Now, who else is going to be a part of the equation when the A's start winning again? And I think that's what they're working on
8: right now. Well, if they had an all catchers team, they definitely <laughs> have a lot of talent down on the farm when it when it comes to to catchers. But yeah, and look, Shaylen Gulliers, I got to see him play in college. In I, I saw him I play at Baylor. Excited. He's yeah,
2: he's, the go, real deal. he's the but real deal. He's the real deal. Yeah.
8: When they made the the Josh Donaldson trade, I looked down there. You know, the Franklin Labareto, just got all the guys that were part of that, and they didn't get anything. Now, now when I'm back into baseball, I like to go back and. You know myself and go over the last five years, all these major trades, what type of assets they got, and if they traded them off, what they got for that. That's how much time I have available now that I'm retired. But anyway, <laughs> okay. look, I'm not going to jump on the Roxy bandwagon. You know I've been a fan of yours for years. When I had the radio show, you've been on my show. Matter of fact, I always like to tell this, the the very first show that I did, Gene Watson was my producer. So wow. I appreciate you. You have a great day. I hope you get. You a too, warrior. To- catch up with gene and give my best to his wife and uh yeah thank you for being roxy
2: sounds good warrior great to hear from you as always 833-625-2278 has got a win today Fal- salvage the finale of the three-game set at fenway against the red sox and they open up a six-game home stand starting tomorrow night frankie montas on the mound for the a's as they take on the royals at 640 tomorrow night at the Coliseum tomorrow, the A's will host more than 200 local youth baseball and softball players for a Coliseum clinic. Presented by Nikes, the A's coaches will lead participants through on-field instruction and, and skill stations. It's also Glenburg Pride Night, the Coliseum tomorrow night. The A's will celebrate the LGBTQ plus community during Glenburg Pride Night. $5 from every ticket. purchased slash special events will benefit the Oakland lbgtq community center and fans arriving early will receive a pride night hat giveaway presented by gilead so the a's and the royals open a series tomorrow night as the a's get a win at fenway today by a final of four to three coming up we'll hear from paul blackburn a starter as well as mark Hodge, as the clubhouse show continues roxy bernsey with you on A's cast and the oakland a's radio
4: network
1: Carmino
2: throws in, Santana takes on the inside corner. Bring him up,
6: strike three
10: called, and the ball game is over.
0: You're listening to A's Cast.
11: Oh. And that swung on a
2: high, deep drive. Left center field, way back. Pache in the alley at the track to the wall. He's there, and he runs it down. And Pache has done it again. He just simply outran that baseball.
0: This is the A's Clubhouse
2: Show. A's return home after the win at Fenway. Today it is the A's Clubhouse Show. 4-3, the A's beat the Red Sox. Roxy Bernstein with you, taking your phone calls at 833-625-2278. Coming up, we'll hear from Paul Blackburn, the winner for the A's, in the ballgame today, as well as Mark Kotze will join us that's all still to come here in the A's Clubhouse show. A reminder for those of you listening on 960 AM Bloomberg in San Francisco, we'll be leaving you shortly. And you can follow us and listen to the rest of the A's Clubhouse show on A's Cast, where a lot of you always listen to us. And Uncle Townie and I thank you very much for that. But that's where you can find the rest of the A's Clubhouse show at 960 AM, Bloomberg 960 AM, leaving us shortly. Here on the A's Clubhouse Show, but four three, the A's get the victory over the Red Sox today. With the Royals coming to town, open a six-game homestand coming up tomorrow night. But Paul Blackburn today went five and a third for the A's, now six and two, gave up one run, pitched in and out of traffic all day, gave up eight hits, struck out four, walked two, helping the A's to the four to three win. And Paul Blackburn joining Jesse Goldberg Strassler after the ball game, right here on A's Cast.
4: Joined by A starter, Paul Blackburn, I'm Jessica goldberg It's a nine game, 10 day road trip. It ends with a win. How does this feel? It's an amazing feeling.
11: Um, you know, especially winning on a getaway day uh, makes the flight better, makes everything better. Um, you know, I feel like we, we've had a couple of these stretches now this year uh, with the west coast, the east coast travel, long road trips. Um, you know, I feel like we've we've grinded through those, um, you know, and like you might look and see that you know, our win loss record. It is what it is um, during that time. But I feel like the guys are given everything they got. You know, it's it's hard traveling west to east and being over here for a long time. And You play a night game with the travel into Cleveland. You have 1130 game, um, you know, then you have a day game today with a long flight game tomorrow. Like it, it wears on you. It does wear on you. Um, but I feel like we've we've battled and we've battled all year, and we're going to
4: continue to battle. Before today's game, Mark Marcotte said if he could sum up how things are going for the team right now in one word, he said "fight." This game did this typify that?
11: Yeah, um, you know, I feel like I feel like we've been fighting um, for the whole year. Honestly, like you, you look at you look at the games we've lost, and it's like a crooked number here, a crooked number there. Um, you know, you, it's those are frustrating because you take away those crooked numbers and it's like, okay, maybe it's like a three to two game or like a, you know, a two to one game or something like that. And it doesn't, it doesn't look so ugly at the end where it's like eight to two or whatever. You know, I feel like we've been in a lot of ball games this year. Um, we just haven't been able to consistently put a full good ninings together on back to back to back to back, to back days. Um, you know, and that's what happens, you know, we're young, we're learning. We have so many guys here um, that are learning that want to, that want to have success. That want to prove themselves. And you know, when you're when you're up here for the first time, and you have all those factors in, in on it, and you're in the big leagues, like that's just added stress to yourself. And I feel like some guys are doing that right now. And it's it's very it's a very hard thing to maneuver and get over for those for those guys. Um, but no, all in all, I feel like we've we've
4: been in a lot more games than what our record shows. Joined by Paul Blackburn. During the broadcast Vince Catronio is watching you battle your way through and he's going, how do you even navigate this lineup for the Red Sox? How do you navigate them?
11: Man uh, it's funny I was, I was after the game or when I came out I was just talking to a guy one of our guys inside and it's just a gauntlet like you look at that lineup and it's like the first six guys like those guys could be hitting three or four for any team in this league. Um, and then you get Franchi. I mean, I've played against Franchi side, like, for a while now, and that dude's a side. very good player. Like, you know, he's average-wise, like, it's, he's not hitting great average-wise, but, like, that guy's a very good player. And then, you know, you get to Vasquez, and it's like, okay, like a catcher a lot of times now, like, you see that, like, catchers aren't really hitting catchers anymore. And, like, dude's hitting 250. like, that's higher than the league average. And you get to Jackie, who's a guy that could easily lead off for them, you know? And, like, you, you look at that lineup and you're just like, where's my soft spot you know there isn't a soft spot sometimes in lineups you'll have soft spots or so maybe it's one one or two guys but like they'll be there and that lineup doesn't have that's a very very good team that's a very very deep lineup um and you know they've 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 been playing well you know and just just essentially just staying within myself like pitching how I pitch um you know I've gotten a, I've gotten out of you know facing names it's more about facing facing you know a scouting for you know, now. Um, early in my career, I would come up, and you face a team like this, and you're like, holy oh, shit, like, Duran. Like, I know I know Duran. Like, I just, I know his name. Like, he faced me in Oakland. Like, I haven't really faced him that much, but like, I know he's a, he's a big prospect. He's a good player. He tried, Bunded, you first pitch of the first game. First the game. I was expecting him to swing, and he dropped that on me. Um, no, and then you go Devers, sitting like, 380. You got Martinez, who's hitting, like, 380. You got Bogarts, who's hitting, like, 380. Like, it's easy, like, to get wrapped up in that you know and when you're able to I guess just t- kind of take a step back and and realize that like you know my stuff's good too and like I'll take my chances against that lineup um and you know they got me in Oakland like they 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 got me their their game plan coming in I switched my game plan coming here and I feel like it was not necessarily a revenge game for me but like uh, you guys got me once and like I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna get you guys like that's kind of how I
4: came into it keep playing the game so JD Martinez has a couple of hits against you. Intentional walk for Devers, load the bases. It's a one pitch at bat, and it's a comebacker. Would you throw him, and why? Yeah, um, I was I was thinking
11: about the intentional walk to Devers when he was coming up too. So Cotts and I were kind of on the same same wavelength there. Um, I feel like Devers, I mean not Devers, uh, JD uh, Martinez. He's he's got some hits off me, but the hits today, like I mean, his first at bat, I threw him a. First pitch sinker, kind of hit it off the end, hit it second base. Like nothing really hit hard. Next at bat, broken bat, a little kind of bloop. Um, And he he didn't really see many pitches off me today, which uh, which leads to leads to my advantage, you know. And uh, so I was going first pitch curveball, and you know there's there's times where I go first pitch curveball for a strike, and there's times where I go first pitch curveball for more of like a swing and miss, like an O2 pitch. And I thought O2 curveball to him, and got him was able to reach
4: it, hit it back to me and and get out of that jam. Paul Blackburn victorious in the finale. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. A starter, Paul Blackburn. I'm Jesse goldberg strassler
2: All right, Jesse. So, Paul Blackburn, five and a third, gave up just a run on eight hits today. Struck out four, walked two. Didn't have his A stuff today, but he was good enough, and he found a way to wiggle through the Boston lineup with the stuff that he had and was able to help the A's get the 4-3 win to salvage the finale against the Red Sox and bring the A's back home when they'll open a series with Kansas City. Coming up tomorrow night, the A's Clubhouse show continues here on A's Cast along the Oakland A's Radio Network. Mark Kotze, the skipper, will join us and will preview the Royals series. That's all straight ahead right here in your home for Oakland A's Baseball, A's Cast, and the Oakland A's Radio Network.
6: Like sports, business is about winning
2: 5X480, Dayton B100
9: V-Belt, one of the many parts
2: Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done, safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. In for Chris Towns and Roxy Bernstein with you on the A's Clubhouse Show. A's four, Red Sox three. After the ball game, A's skipper Mark Kotze talks with the media about his ball club's victory in Boston today.
10: Yeah, you know, um, earlier in the day, I got a question about this team's fight. And if they didn't show up and fight today, I don't know what they did. Um long road trip uh obviously not a successful one um, but to go home with a win here um after you know not playing our best on the road um that definitely feels good you talk about the fight but how about the composure too at the
11: end as the red sox are rallying
10: yeah for sure you know um we've been in these environments we started out on our first road trip in some good environments so um, the guys are, are you know a little familiar with it um, obviously, uh, it, Fenway can be uh, a little bit distracting, um, but uh, yeah, as you talk about, uh, Danny, Danny did his composure, uh, had his composure there, and uh, and got the 27th out, which was the biggest side of the game. Paul pitched
11: through a lot of traffic in the early innings. How, how did you see him kind of be able to get through that? But, you
10: know, yeah, Paul. Again, uh, another great start, um, another opportunity for us to win. Pitched into the sixth inning. Um, you know, he had traffic, but. Was able to get big outs, and uh, and that shows the maturity. Uh, I think on Paul's side, uh, you know that he's uh, he's able to, uh, you know, manage lineups and uh, and get big outs. Can you
12: talk about him? Just I mean, he's right there on the A L E R A leaders with guys like Verlander, Cortez. Uh, just kind of always kind of having like a quietly like right on the outside maybe of an all type
10: season. Yeah, for us, I mean, he's been great. Um, you know, we we see Paul as a. Uh, you know, uh, workhorse for us uh, this year thus far. Um, he's c- continuing to get better, I think, throughout the season. So and uh, and that's all you can ask. Um, you know, he's he's put himself in a position, as you talk about, to be uh, uh, talked in conversation um, as as a top line starter, and uh, and he's earned that right now. You talk about his maturity. Safe to say with his road, he's had some incredible numbers on the road. Does that show that added maturity like you were just discussing? Yeah, you know, um, I think not not just road. I mean, he's pitched well at home. Um, but uh, for Paul, the, the we talk a lot about his journey to get here. And, and um, you know, over the last two or three seasons with this club, hasn't had that immediate success, didn't shy away from, you know, continuing to work, continuing to believe. Um, did a lot of work in the off season, Um, you know with with uh, with I think more of his mindset and uh, and you can see that the confidence is there the conviction is behind the baseball in that um,
4: in the first,
11: I think it was first and third with one out, and there was a the flyout to right. Um, Duran. If they, they opted not to send Duran, do you see that as like a respect for Ramon's arm kind of thing, or is that a situation thing?
10: Yeah, I think in in their in their order, they've got guys that that have track records of driving in runs. So, if you're going to take an aggressive shot there, um, you know we do have a, uh, an above-average arm in right field, as you talked about with Ramon. So, um, you know, I could see either side of that decision being correct.
2: That is the skipper of the Oakland Athletics, Mark Kotze, after the A's win, talking about strong effort from Paul Blackburn and the A's finishing up the road trip and the fight in this team. That It is there. That They're just not going to lay down. Look, they're not as talented as the Boston Red Sox are. It's evident when you look at the lineup when Boston's running guys out there like Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez, Trevor Story. But this team, they compete. And, okay, and last night didn't go very well, and the A's were beat 10-1, to 1 and it got away from them late in the ballgame. The starts have not been good in this series up until today, but Paul Blackburn did what an ace is supposed to do. When you're looking to the guy that's your number one guy, and he's emerged as that guy. As well as Frankie Montas has pitched and Cole Irvin at times, Paul Blackburn has arguably, arguably been the most consistent starter the A's have had this year. And he went out there and battled again today, even though he was not as sharp as he normally is. Did not have his A stuff, but his stuff was good enough to get a victory, and the A's will head home now and take on the Royals tomorrow. Opening a three-game set at the Coliseum tomorrow night with Kansas City. So you look at this matchup in a three-game set tomorrow night with the Royals, 640 first pitch. And, of course, everything preceded by A's cast live with Uncle Towney starting at 4 o'clock tomorrow along the Oakland A's radio network and A's cast. But you look at the standings, and this is a good barometer for the A's with the Royals coming in. The A's are going to see the Royals twice coming up in the next couple of weeks. Kansas City right there, kind of where the A's are at in terms of record. The A's now climb to 22-43 and 43 with the win today. The Royals are 21-41. and 41. It's Kansas City, after playing the Giants, still in the Bay Area. will have that off day today. And then head to the Coliseum as Kansas City trying to line up their pitching rotation for the series with the A's. And the A's, we know the three guys that they're going to go with in this series. As the A's will go with Frankie Montas coming out of the shoot tomorrow night to start the homestand, which means... He'll more than likely pitch twice in the homestand with a six-gamer and pitch the finale against the Mariners in the day game next Thursday before the A's head to Kansas City a week from Friday to open up a series at Kauffman Stadium. But Frankie Montas will get the start tomorrow. It'll be Cole Irvin going on Saturday, Jared Koenig going on Sunday, as the A's will go right, left, left against the Royals 640 tomorrow night and then... 107, both Saturday and Sunday to wrap up the series with the Kansas City Royals at the Coliseum. Reminder again tomorrow night that this homestand, uh, the big news tomorrow night, that the giveaway is the A's will celebrate LGBTQ Community Night and Glen Burke Pride Night at the ballpark. $5 from every ticket purchased at athletics.com slash special events will benefit the Oakland LBGTQ community. Center, plus fans arriving early, will get a Pride Night hat giveaway courtesy of Gilead for tomorrow night. Then Saturday and Sunday afternoon ball games to wrap up the series. Sunday on Father's Day, uh, there'll also be a celebration to honor Juneteenth coming up with $5 from every ticket purchased at athletics.com slash special events for Sunday will benefit the Black Cultural Zone. And also, Prostate Cancer Awareness Day on Sunday as MLB, Prostate Cancer Foundation, and all 30 MLB clubs will once again champion to keep Dad in the game by dedicating Father's Day on Sunday, June 19th, to fight against prostate cancer. Players and on-field personnel will wear specially designed caps featuring the blue club logos, matching stance socks, and a uh, symbolic blue ribbon, and a Nike jersey, uh, blue wristbands. Each home run hit. In all games beginning June 1st up to Father's Day, and including Father's Day, will raise money to fight prostate cancer. And you can check out more information on that by going to homerunchallenge.org. In addition, $5 from every A's ticket purchased at athletics.com slash special events will benefit the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Following the game, the Oakland A's Community Fund will host Father's Day play-catch fans who have purchased an event ticket will have the opportunity to play catch in the outfield, enjoy some appearances by Oakland A's players. That is on Sunday and off day Monday. Then the Mariners come in for a three-game set with the A's at the Coliseum. One last check of the totals for the ballgame. For today, the A's win it at Fenway. Four runs, eight hits, two errors. They leave five. For the Red Sox, three runs, 11 hits with an error. They stranded 13 runners today. Paul Blackburn, the winner for the A's, now 6-2. and two. The loss goes to Rich Hill. He falls to 2-4. and four. Danny Jimenez, save number 11. Time of the ballgame, three hours, 15 minutes, in front of 30,779 at Fenway Park in the finale of the series. So the A's do salvage not just the finale of this series, but finally get a win against the Red Sox after Boston swept the A's of the Coliseum. The A's dropped two out of three by winning today at Fenway. And now we'll head home. That'll do it for the A's Clubhouse Show. A special thank you to Scott Pastorino back in the studios. Uh, Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend. Four, Ken Korok, Vince Catronio, and Jesse goldberg Strasser did a nice job. Uh, the series at Fenway Park, again the final. The A's four, the Red Sox three. A's cast live with Uncle Tony comes your way tomorrow, 4 o'clock along the Oakland A's radio network and A's cast. So long, and a good victory for the A's on
10: this Thursday.
6: Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run So we're gonna talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory Sorry to bother you, but uh, you're the one who bundled their home, auto boat, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? I seriously still talk about that with my friends, how you saved all that money Hey, you mind if I take a selfie with you? That would be amazing If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
0: The more we learn about COVID 19, the more questions we have. The biggest question now? What's next? What will COVID bring in six months? A year? If you're feeling anxious about the future, you're not alone. hope offers free COVID 19 emotional support. Call 833 317 4673 or live chat at calhope.org today.
2: Gentlemen, you can easily find the best brands and fits for you without even trying. Just follow these simple instructions. Step one, shop somewhere that does all the work for you by customizing a selection for your taste and body. Step two, level up your closet with the best brands and fits with little or no effort. Not trying has never looked so good. Stitch Fix. We're so you.
0: This has been the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: Here's the pitch
10: again to Elvis. Swung on line to right of base hit. Chavez to third Up with of the ball is Dyson. Here's a throw to the plate. And it it's going to be close to dive the tag, Save at the plate. And the
8: A's have won it.
1: And that is blasted. Left center field on its way, way back. And Sean Murphy hit it out.